All right, motherfuckers, Minute Fandom is back. I'm Menace, of course. And from Mama Kay to one of the honorary board members of the Kirk Minahan Network, welcome back, Sneaks. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good, Menace. It's great to have you on the network that you helped save um, all those months ago. Yeah, yeah, you know. I'm getting too much credit for it. I mean, I mean, I, I got it going, but you guys have uh, really took off with it. Yeah, you started the conversation. Um, so, yeah, it was, you know, an invaluable contribution. Sometimes you need a, a re- an agitator, a revolutionary to make great change. Are you sort of sitting back now as someone who's not so active on the network? Are you happy with the way it's going? Yeah, it's actually going. I thought the network was going to die after the first uh, few weeks. So, yeah, it's actually... Actually, it's 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 taken off. So yeah, it's good. It's good to see it as strong as it is. Mm. I think when Cullinane left, that was a good thing because Cullinane did not give a shit about the network. So I think I... him leaving really helped. So uh, I heard you say on um, I heard you say on uh, Mount Kirkmore this week. You did a great job, by the way, with the Minifan fuck ups. But I heard you say Poppy's Kitchen is officially dead now. That the boys have hung up the boots. Yeah, I just think half the you know half the guys aren't really uh, listening anymore. Plus, mm. it was hard to get it was hard to get all four or five guys all all, all together. Mm. And um, you did say, which is true, that it it, w- it was good that you guys jumped on there when the network restarted because you know there wasn't much going on when when we started up again. So it was good you guys did those early shows, some great episodes, and I can sort of understand why you you guys dropped off. I thought. Cullinane wasn't very supportive of Poppy's Kitchen in particular because he didn't like the negative comments directed towards him. So, um, anyway, that rat fuck, good, good yeah, luck I think, to him. But... I think Dave was scared to mention my name. He was scared to say Poppy's Kitchen. He always ignored it. But, I mean, we didn't want to force anything either. You know, if we had nothing to talk about, we didn't want to just go on and just start, you know, forcing content. So, but less, less was more from us. Mm, yeah, absolutely. You can jump on the other shows um, and give you hot takes. Exactly. Now, um, there was actually some mention about the network on today's um, KMS. So, so what I – and this wasn't my idea. I'll be 100% up front with this. This was a, a John from Scranton and a BA suggestion that we should try and get Mike and the Minifan streamed on the, the KMS Twitter. And, you know, I was really surprised. There were like, you know, what I thought were five, you know, relatively intelligent people, if you sort of take out Justin, Mick and Montante. So there was two two relatively intelligent people in studio today and that they didn't understand that why you'd want to do that is to just promote the network, promote the show, because obviously KMS has 40,000 Twitter followers. If people retweeted, a few people might go, I didn't know there was a Coke Minahan network. Who's, who's this guy BA? And maybe they subscribe and, you know, we get a few more followers. But it, it didn't quite twig with them. Um, and, and then that Kirk was saying, oh, we have to work out how to do it. I'm going to stream this Minifandom on my Twitter, the KMS Network Twitter. It's very easy to do. Like StreamYard, you can stream anywhere. I mean, if, if, if fucking John can do it to like five places at once, does he think uh, Coleman can't? Right. I mean, well, you got two producers. You have two producers working on the show. I mean, this, this shouldn't be that hard to get the show on Twitter. Exactly. The more um, eyes, the better, you know? Yeah. So... Um, I'm not too. They, they were saying I'd be all pissy that they said no, I couldn't do it. I, I mean, said so it was a. It wasn't even my idea, so I don't care that much. Um, that 
we can't stream Mike and the Minute fans onto the KMS Twitter this week. Um, but I was just surprised that none of them could get why you do it. It's just promotion, more people to see it. Anyway, um, well, I've got a few, some some sneakers content here. Um, so let's start with um, Justin. People, this is from you on Jan 15th. People forget Justin has fucked up more times than anyone. Let's start with Matawaska too when he screwed up the Friday pre-show and the Saturday Minifan events. So, Sneaks, what are your thoughts on Justin coming back to the show? I mean, it's, it's just a little forced. Everyone blowing Justin, like, oh, this is this is where he belongs. You know, he's home. He was offered the job like two or three times. He's denied it. When he did work there, he was a you know he, he failed at everything he did. The only thing he's good for is being like a uh, a clown, like driving off to Portland. He, he fucked that up too. Everything he does, he kind of fucks up. He's fucking up the audio, then he screams like 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 he really cares. It's like you know the the act's kind of the act's over. It's like just do your job. You don't think though that you know he's been through the ringer. I mean, he survived the first sneakers assault where you drove past and honked your horn and terrified him. Um, you, you know, now that he's got through that, do you think maybe you know Justin? you know, say 3.0 might be a bit better for the show? Uh, it, it could be. I mean, again, his first his first idea was to drive to Portland. He had horrible, horrible content up there. He didn't do anything. He had two mm. sandwiches and he had no no audio, then drove home. I mean, what was the point? Yeah. If Guff did that, Kirk would have been all over him. How, the, how did that help the show out? How, how did that help selling tickets? It, it, it didn't do anything. So, I mean... You know, I'm a uh, I'm a man of honor. I like to you know, I'll give Justin some time, but the audio sucks now lately on the YouTube. Uh, the two interviews that they had, you know, the audio is kind of in and out. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. Mm, definitely, they're having all sorts of tech issues. The the sound on the YouTube's pretty bad. Then you the audio actually sounds pretty good on the podcast. So I'll, I'll give them credit. That's, if he can that, get. His big test is Friday before the Portland show because Colin ain't fucked up the uh, live uh, the the, the minute fan show at Gritty's. They yep. couldn't hear anything. So if they can get the audio going there and people can actually hear what, what's going on, that's a you know that's a big step for them. It sounded like the sound the sound sounded good at um, the Subway show. So, but well, you know, there's twenty Gritty, people there. Last year at Gritty's, you couldn't hear anything inside the uh, yeah. for the for Mike and the minute fan. So. We'll see what they can do. Maybe yeah, they'll go there a little test. earlier before Colin Ain did and actually care. Yeah. I guess there's a real chance. There's a real chance that Coleman and Justin completely fuck up the Portland show technically. I, I'm not hoping they do. I'm, I'm 100%, you know, people misconstrue my negativity sometimes. I am want it to be successful. If I was there, I would be cheering them on. But... Coleman has no history of doing any live shows. Like, he's never put on a big show. As you say, Justin's history is littered with problems. I mean, it, it could be Plymouth 2.0 if they don't well, keep keep an eye on themselves. After Plymouth, the Plymouth disaster, Kirk has promised, you know, again, every show he says this is going to be the best live show, it's the best live show. Plymouth was so fucking bad. Everything from where, where they had mm. it. And they had it, the audio, the screen, whatever. 
Kirk can't really afford to leave this in Justin's and Coleman's hand. He, like, he, had, like, he right. really needs to reach out to Boston for this one and have no fuck-ups on this one. You're right. They need a proper stage manager with technical experience who's worked big events and can tell Coleman and, and Justin what to do. And, in fact, you know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a great CEO of Sneakers and great right. leader and a great mentor. You know, if I was Kirk, I'd be thinking maybe I should invest and get an advisor who's a professional for this show and he can train Coleman and train Justin. They can learn by watching this person how they do it. So the next time they do a show, maybe you don't need so much assistance. Um, rather, And I know Kirk likes the content, but as you say, after Plymouth, after the amount of fuck-ups, you know, we can't have another one. And it can't be, oh, a joke, you know, the live shows always fuck up because people will just stop going. I mean, it could be because of the, it's the Easter weekend, but, I mean, there's a lot of tickets available right now. Is it because of Plymouth was so bad, or is it because of Easter? So you yes, have, so I heard, two, yeah, go on. You have two apprentices pretty much working for you. Two apprentice producers who've never done a live show. You need someone seasoned that's done it. They can, like you said, watch them, learn from it, mm. and make it better for the fans. You're right, exactly. So, um, you know, I hope Kirk takes our advice. He, he often takes our advice. Um, I thought it was amusing that you reached out to him this week to let him know that Mayo was shit talking the Sopranos interview. I just don't like Mayo being a little snake, you know. He, you know, he I think he was just, you know, Mayo wants the attention, but he, he was in that chat, you know, he was very critical about that uh, interview. Mm. Yeah, but if he went into studio, he'd be sucking Kirk's dick about it. So, right, like all these guys do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just on the um, Portland concert, you've you've tweeted out. Did any fans buy tickets or just the bots? Tickets everywhere for sale. And it's you're on a website called Vivid Seats and you're scrolling around. This is on your Twitter and there's tons of tickets already for resale. And that is very strange because if a Minna fan, you know, buys tickets, there's really no reason they'd be reselling it now. Maybe, you know, a week or two before something comes up and you can't go. But why would you be reselling it this far out? I mean, it's not till March 30th and... You know, we're just at the end of January. So clearly a lot of tickets were bought by bots. Um, and, and and they probably look, you know, those bots probably just look at the fact that the shows have been sold out in the past that Kirk does or, some, does or something. But, um, yeah, another huge culinary mistake. He books the thing on a fucking Easter long weekend, doesn't even think about it. I mean, how moronic can you get? I think they get on these highs after live shows and, you know, they have like a, like a great live show, a great, a great show. And they get on these highs and they want to book something so fast. They don't do any research. Like that Plymouth, like after the Portland show, they booked Plymouth in like what, a couple of weeks. Mm. That was, I mean, I mean, what a disaster. Then they booked this one to make up for Plymouth and they just, would they ask for the cheapest, you know, the, the cheapest date they had? I don't know if, um, well, they did say it was cheaper. That's right. Um, but they probably, didn't work out why they didn't look in their calendar. And, you know, I, I don't know if I said it on the show or if just said it privately, but the thing is, this I'm sure there's not a lot of fucking Bible bashing Minna fans or, or at least I hope not. I hope they've got more sense, but you know, it's if not, there are, I'm sorry. It's not about the Bible. I, I, in the States, I saw it's Easter. It's, if you have kids, you got an Easter egg hunt in the morning. Yeah, exactly. You got, it's not about church. It's That's it. That's what I mean. It's about it's your family kids aspect. Your, then you can't leave your wife if you if you if you, if you uh, you know you got fucking people coming over for dinner or whatever you have exactly game. you just go I am going to Portland for the night I'll be back tomorrow hungover it just doesn't work that way mm. 
exactly. And, you know, when 95% of Minot fans are fat, overweight men right. um, who, who if if they really piss off their significant others, will be single for the rest of their life. They can't risk that. Yeah. So um, I don't think, it, as I said, I don't think it's a significantly holy weekend or anything. I just think, it's um, easy you know, for it's, it's a family. You know, he's just yes. going back to his mother's to eat, you know. And that, that's, that's it. It's easy for him. Like, Mataki, he's got no... He's got no family traditions. He just, you know, just stuffs his face too. You know, dummy. So like those guys, it's easy. But like most, most people, families. Absolutely. Up to me. Yeah. Um, now you also tweeted out, "I stand with Gus. Working for Kirk is career suicide. I can't wait to watch Montante line up to be next in line to kiss Kirk's feet." Ba ba ba. Were you a Gus guy? Were you a closet Gus guy? Uh, I, I think I more I felt bad for Gus. Mm. Such a weird person. But like, was he hired to produce, or was he hired to be a, a content clown? Like that's what I don't get. Everyone's like, "Oh, Gus hasn't done anything. Gus is, isn't bringing anything to the table." Mm. Like Gus's mic streaming beyond. Who cares what Gus is doing? Just get the audio up, get the YouTube going, and do behind the scenes shit. That's why I I just didn't understand what the big uh. The big argument about Gus was: Was he hired to produce the show, which that's what he did, or was he hired to create content for Kirk? I don't think Gus really knew though what to do behind the scenes. So I think that's where the problem was. He, yeah, you get the audio right, and the, he clearly was the technical wizard of that team. But then I don't think he knew what to do when the the cameras stopped rolling, and that's where I think the problem was. And I've said it before: I think had he had a stronger number one producer. You know, he could have given lots of stuff to, to Gus to do. But, I mean, I feel sorry for Gus. I've got sympathy. But he's, like, so fucking messed up in his head. Like, everything is just going every different direction all the time. You know, he, he's probably not, you know, in his current mental state, he's probably not suitable for full-time employment anywhere, let alone in a, in a, in a job like this. Well, that's that's clear by his past job history. I mean, he mm. can't hold the job down. So, I mean, yeah, it, it probably was never going to be the right fit for him. I just didn't like the way they, it went piled up on him. Agree. It was the, the, like that. That show with Kirk was very cringy and awkward. It was just like, I mean, I, as a leader of men and a, a in the position of having people work under me, I, I don't think I could really scream at somebody like that. I mean, I yelled at people, but nothing like that. I mean, that was just. I never seen anything like it. Yeah, but I guess what frustrated me was it it was a little bit weak from Kirk because he just needed to fire him. Like if if you don't want him there, if you don't think he can do the job, he's only been working for you for a couple of months. Just say, pack your stuff up, go. You're done. You know, you don't need to sort of you know, put him through the ringer for a week. And then I've got to say, like Gus, have some personal pride, you disgusting piece of shit. I mean. Fucking, you know, fucking roller skating down to that Delaware show and skating around. You know, if I'm him, I say, Kirk, you know, fuck off. I'm going to take some time now. Uh, I'm not your little lap dog. And, and like, take a break and, you know, don't do whatever, you know, Kirk wants. Uh, I thought the whole thing was just a bad look on both parties. <clears throat> and I still can't get over. <coughs> Gus. Got picked up from by Coleman. They went down to Delaware. They came back the next day. They stayed in a hotel. Gus didn't have a shower that whole time. That is disgusting to me. Like if you're in the car for six hours, 
then you do and a live show, then you're at a bar, and you, you go to bed. So okay, maybe you're tired, you just go to sleep, but then you wake up in the morning, and you just put on probably the same underwear, the same clothes, and get back in that car with Coleman. If I'm Coleman, I'm telling Gus, you can fucking walk. Um, what do you, am I overreacting? No, not at all. But Madawaska too. People forget Justin drove up on that Friday in that that pink, the salmon shorts, the salmon shirt. He didn't shower. He wore the same outfit for three straight days and never showered. You kidding? No, I mean I used to have it on my Twitter. All the pictures uh, documenting it as as his hair went from poof. He went from an afro on Friday night, Mike and the Minute fans, to a greasy by by Monday, uh, Sunday morning, a, a, a grease ball. That is I mean, disgusting. To be, to be fair, the, the showers were so small in the hotels at Madawaska. I don't think Justin could fit in there, but at least hold, <laughs> they get hosed down or something. Yeah, absolutely. It's supposed to be a producer thing. It's gross. I mean, I'm I like two showers a day, really, yeah. in the morning and at night. Um, but if I'm getting in a car with someone after, anyway, just, I just and now, well, I mean, Gus is not used to working either. So, like, you know, most Ameri- you know, most people get up, take a shower, go to work. Mm. He just gets up puts on the, the video games and hangs out for the rest of the day. Yeah. Are you still uh, monitoring his video games or is that all over? Uh, he went private again. Okay. So he's probably playing 18 hours a day. Oh, he's definitely. He's probably playing right now. Yeah. Um, another tweet from you, Sneaks. This is about AJ and um, Jamie's, um, well, AJ and Meadow. This interview is terrible. Who cares about two actors from a show uh, from 25 years ago? What a dud. Not a Sopranos fan? No, I'm a huge Sopranos fan. They're the, 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 the two worst characters in the show to begin with. Anytime they dealt with AJ or uh, Meadow, it was like... Oh, I like yeah. Meadow. Well, you like looking at her. Mm. Absolutely. Just go on her Instagram. She she bailed out of the fucking interview 20 minutes, 20 minutes in. She was bored. AJ has nothing. He hasn't done anything in 20 years. Just sits around gambling, drinking. So he was like, I'll stay here all day. Why not? You know, mm. He's kind of like Gus, just with with, with money. <laughs> I quite liked it. I mean, I'm a big Sopranos guy, and I thought the interview was good. I thought there were good questions apart from Steve from Gloucester's. I thought, you know, the, the banter was good between them. And I liked the fact that as it became more and more evident, um, Robert, a, 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 AJ, was a massive stoolie. And, and, and I thought it was funny that, Jamie was like, okay, well, they're just talking about all this bro shit now. I'm going. Um, yeah, I thought it was cute. You know, if he'd sort of said to me 25 years ago when I was watching The Sopranos that, you know, Robert would be on KMS, you know, shooting the shit with Kirk, I would have thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I, just, I'm not, I mean, put that on a separate episode. It's fine. People want to listen to that. That's fine. But like, I don't mm. know. What I found funny about the interview was when, because uh, Kirk's always trashing Stu Finer. Yeah, he's always like, I don't get it. I don't like. I don't get his act. And AJ was like, I love Stu Fine. And Kirk was like, Oh yeah, you know, I, you know Stu's a good guy. I, you know, he be he, he, just tell the truth. Uh, mm. Tell AJ that you don't like Stu and you think his act sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like, I, I like seeing that side of Kirk. And and I agree with you about some of the interviews. They should just be kept separate. Like some of those interviews where he interviews authors and stuff. Uh, so different to the show. This one to me was probably one of my most favorite interviews of the show's history, but I, I love the show, but you know, it was good to see, see Kirk. Like, I think that's a moment where he's almost, and he won't admit it, but that's like 
sort of a pinch me moment for him. Like he's got his podcast and now he's, you know, interviewing two more people from The Sopranos. They're just shooting the shit. Like I think little Kirk Minahan would be really happy with older Kirk Minahan. Well, he couldn't afford to piss them off after he pissed off uh, Christopher Maltesanti. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, now that so, where are you standing with Montante? Because I've got a couple of tweets from you. Imagine losing out on a job to Gus and Justin. Stay hot, Montante. Agree. Um, that would be fucking soul destroying. And then, and then after Subway, most pathetic performance of the weekend was Montante. Please, Kirky, forgive me. I love you. I'll do anything for you. Laugh, laugh, laugh emoji. Julie has bigger balls. Um, where, where, where are you standing on Montante? And then you've got actually, sorry, then you've got you've quote tweeted a woman eating a girl's ass out, and you've gone, <laughs> Looks like Montante when he saw Kirk at Subway. Great tweet. Uh, I like Montante. I talked to him, uh, I talked to him a lot on the phone. Yep, Kirk does this thing where he just dangles that carrot in front of their face. He's like, You know, you just hang on for a couple of years. Who knows? This, this minimum wage job could be yours, and these guys just take it. I'm like, you know what, you guys, like you, Mick, Gus, Julie's the only one that said, fuck you, Kirk, I'm not going to Delaware, I'm going skiing. That's yeah, some inside information I heard. These guys just got together and said, no, we're not going, Kirk. You know, you, you, you fuck with us all the time. You know, when you need us, we're good. When, we, when, when you don't need us, we're pieces of shit. And, and they, they should have took a stand. Instead, Matanti, such a, he's such a weak man, because he has no father in his life, but he just crawls back every time to Kirk. And he's just like, you know, have some balls. Mm. Fair enough. That's a, so you think Montante, what, what, you, what would your advice to him be now? Well, my advice is, well, don't go on your show and complain about not getting the job, then go back on the show. Either com- don't complain and just you want to be a guest, that's fine. But don't sit mm. there and go back on your show and stop pouting like, oh, you know, I'm not getting paid. Oh, no. I thought I had the job. It's like, stop, stop bitching. You know, if you want a bitch, bitch, bitch just, just go to Kirk and bitch. Don't do it in your show, then go back in and go, no, no, you start walking it back. And, oh, no, Kirk, you're taking it out of context. So if he likes being a guest, be a guest. Mm. Shut up, fucking paid, not getting the job. You lost out the Gus. And then Justin. And I guess Coleman as well. Right. And you, you know, look, as, as we're both leader of men, right. you, know, you know sharing a job never works. It might be good for content, but if, if two people share a job, then they just end up blaming each other for everything. You need one person to have a job and be accountable. You know, when one of your employees or people you manage comes it comes up to you and said, I want to share my job, no fucking way. If you can't do the job, I'll get someone else who can. It's just, well, you know, so Coleman blamed Gus for everything. So now he's got Justin. He, 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 you know, he's Coleman's got to step up now because he can't blame Justin now. Mm. Now it's on you. You're you're the main producer. It's your fucking gig. It's your you know it's your it's your thing now. Just fucking no more excuses. Yeah, and he is really trying, Coleman, to fix the audio issues. I mean, I've sort of been messaging a little bit, and you know it's hard for me to help if I, if I'm not there unless we start doing FaceTime calls. I can't really help him, but he's I think he's genuinely trying to fix all these issues, Coleman, but. You know, it doesn't have the experience. I think it's a pretty odd setup in the studio. Um, but you're right. He's got no buffer now. Uh, and anyway, he brought up, you know, he brought up that terrible story on, was it Wednesday's episode about who, what eat is meeting most or something, what eat is eaten, 
most. And um, yeah, and Kirk was just like, whatever, man. Like, you know, what, what's what's this obsession with Mean Girls? Every day. Yes, like, please. Thank God. I'm glad you brought this up. Girls. It's like, who gives a fuck about Mean yeah. Girls? No one talks about Mean Girls except this show only. Yeah, it's, Alex, it's so. Is Kirk in love with, with uh, Alex Bennett? The other one there, because he's always, uh, he's always fucking Jordan, Jordan and Alex. They're These the guys with the fucking Mean Girls. Like no one cares about Mean Girls. No one cares. Yeah, no, the only one who cares about them is Coleman, and it's so boring, you know. He plays the audio. Like, come on, you're right. No more of their audio. They're not a bastard anymore. They've got their own thing going on. So they really shouldn't be promoting it anyway. I mean, if Coleman's got any brains, he, right. he shouldn't be playing it. But I agree with you. Um, and I also think, and you've tweeted it out here, why is the show forcing Steve from Gloucester to be a bigger personality? Um, the guy clearly sucks. Like, I... I like Steve from Gloucester and I'm I'm glad he's doing a show for an, the network because that's perfect spot for him. You know, you can listen to it. You don't have to listen to it. But I agree with you. Like, Coleman seems obsessed with Steve from Gloucester. And, you know, Steve from Gloucester, to me, get him in there maybe once every couple of months, not every few weeks. It, it's too much. It's too much and they just force, oh, did you see what Steve said? You see what Steve said this day? And it's like, who cares? He's not yeah. a main part of the show. Like, who cares what Steve says? You know, mm. it's all bits too with him. You know, he, he's full of bits and he loves the attention. He has the big smile on his face when he's in that chair and they're talking about him. Picking his nose. Yeah, it's just like, it's way too much Stephen Gloucester. It's all they talk about. It's like they have nothing to talk about on the show. Mm. It's the same wow. thing. So, did you see Steve's tweet? See what Steve said. And it's like, I can, I can produce a show because I know exactly what they're going to yeah. talk about every single show. But, but it just seems as well like there's, you know, so many other shows on the network that, you know, if, you know, there's some lot of other great talking points on the network that aren't just Steve from Gloucester. So um, perhaps. Well, he talks about Steve from Gloucester because he knows it's a bit. When Steve talks critical at the show, he won't talk critical when he's in there. So it's, it's mm. a, you know, it, yeah, he's but, safe. I also think Coleman's like sort of just, I know, just sort of almost stuck on this because, you know, Steve from Gloucester sort of emerged when he took over as producer and, and as I've said many times, you know, Coleman should be listening. If he's going to be listening to shows, it should be like the year before he took over, you know, running up to his, you know, to get more current information. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I really like Coleman. I think he's the best producer the show's ever had. I don't know if you agree with me, but, you know, I just can't compare him. You know, Steve Robinson was a good producer, but he was such a cunt. Um, so I can't rate him number one. Like, Steve was doxing Minifans. He helped kill the Minifan world. Then you've got Cullinane, who was, you know, hopeless after a few months. So I think Coleman so far is my favourite producer. Like, he's trying with the network and he's he's trying to give interesting stuff to Kirk. He's just not quite there yet. Yeah, Steve was a cunt, went after the Minifans. I kind of respect it, but, you know, he was a cunt. Dave, Dave, all Dave wanted to talk about was pop culture. Stupid, like, like he was like uh, doing like a fucking top forty radio station. Yeah, Coleman is obsessed with anything Boston related. Oh, did you mm. see this guy tweeted this? Rico tweeted this. Oh, do you see this at Boston? Like, is this just the, like what's going on in the Boston Twitter? Like, no one. That's all they talk about now. It's Boston, Boston, Boston. Mm. And when Kirk started, it was never about Boston. He did his own show. He was a he was separate from Boston. Now it's Fucking slam down our throats, Barstool, Barstool. Who cares? Oh, what? did you did you hear what Kelly Keeg said on Barstool right. Radio yesterday? Like they're looking oh, to pick up, like it's almost like they're forcing to find some kind of argument with someone in Barstool. Mm. 
It's just yeah. like so fucking boring. I mean, I care much more, uh, you know, what Beanbag Ron and McFuss Daddy said on Mount Kirkmore, and I care what's said on Barstool Radio or, um, you know, what's the lock of the week from Robbie V, much more important. Um, he's on a heater. He's on a heater. Um, where are you? So, okay, so you, st- if you stepped outside of your home today and you saw Visionless Dave just walking past, what's the status? Would you, would you jump him again? Would you give him a hug? Where are we? When I left that day, you know, I shook his hand. I said, have a nice flight back to California. I thought we were fine when we left, you know, just had to, you know, just had to shake things up a little bit, you know. I'm, mm. So, but no, I, I think I left it and, you know, just like hockey after a, a nice little scrum, you know, you get a little, little, little handshake or pat in the ass and I, mm. I, I was fine. The only person I was like still fucking choking on his muffin was, uh, on his donuts was Jay. He was on the hyperventilating yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Sounded like he was sexually aroused too. Um, so, so you know, you know, when people look at that, they go, "Fuck, sneakers is a psycho." He went to jump a minifan. How do you respond to that? I, I just felt like you know a lot of stuff was said about me, and I'm like, you know what? There's uh, you know, you saying a lot of shit. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just gonna face the guy face to face. You know, sometimes the internet has to you know get real. So mm. no, I just said hello. You know, I just saw them getting some coffee before his fucking flight, and I said hello with my hands and. uh that was it. I think after that, it, well, it was good after that. Mm. And and was it was this done at all, like tongue in cheek, like for a bit of fun? Like we did you, it? What was there any part of you was was thinking? I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of this guy. Well, I was on a busy. I was in Newberry Street in Boston. So it was like downtown. It was very mm. very busy. So I didn't want to like hit anybody. So I figured if I just choke some people a little bit and restrain them. I'd be all set. I really didn't want to throw a punch because I didn't want to get arrested, but. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He just wanted to scare poor VD. Yeah. So I know I was in the area. Mm. Newberry Street is where Lucy Burge records a lot of her videos. Um, I think. <laughs> you dog. <laughs> I've been to Newberry Street. There's some good cafes there. Yeah. It's nice. Oh, yeah. We have a nice cafe where I met VD and Jay. Yeah, um, this is from Mama Kay. Hey, novel concept. If you don't like something, don't listen or watch it. And no need to announce your dislike. No one freaking cares. Your response? Shut up. Yeah, no one cares. I mean, what a fucking, what a treat by her. She doesn't shut the fuck up. Mm. Comments and everything. I guess there was some irony. There was some irony in putting out a tweet like that. Yeah. She could just think about it. She put a whole fucking diary on Twitter about her fucking family and whatever what, what, what she doesn't like about liberals you know, shut the fuck up mm. um well so what do you think of the state of the show i mean the, the, the what did you, you know they did this epic four-hour show on wednesday with the aj and um, meadow interview and all this dozen drama i don't particularly get into the dozen like it's, it's not my kind of thing and i think sort of some of the fake drama can be a little overdone but I enjoyed this because it, it got from being a bit of a publicity stunt from Kirk to Jeff maybe genuinely losing his job. And you could tell Jeff was kind of a broken man. Halfway through the show, he was he just lost control of the situation. Uh, was it a good ep- did, good episode? See, I turned it off once they started talking about the trivia because it's, it's always this fucking fabricated trivia. There's always something going on with trivia. Mm. If it's Clummer giving an answer to somebody, helping someone else, I'm, you know, he's dead to me. If it's uh, 
the fat guy that was on the team that he kicked off and he was trading himself. So I, I don't, I, I tone, I, I zone right out when it comes to trivia. I never know what's real, what's not. Mm. So I'll have to re-listen to the Portnoy coming back on there. So I thought today's episode was the best of the week. Yeah. Because it was less geared to Barstool, but the trivia mm. shit. I mean, Craig said it today, uh, well, speakers don't say trivia, uh, trivia is boring. It is boring. No one cares. Te- like, this. Yeah. Are all the other Barstool podcasts fucking talking about fucking trivia every single day? No one talks about it. It's like, Kirk, like, there's like, it's all he talks about. Fucking the, the dozen, the dozen. Then, then we got Jeff Lowe calling in like he's some big fucking commissioner. Like Portnoy said, you can get anybody to host it. Any fat yeah, guy can throw on a fucking pink suit and act like he's a, tr- a fucking trivia coach. Uh, fucking host. Yeah. Like who cares? Yeah, I, I liked that episode um, because it, we did. There were so many like you know Portnoy coming in two or three times. You know there was real live drama, but. You, it was a massive publicity stunt from Kirk. Like, he completely pulled the wool over Jeff Lowe's eyes. Like, clearly the captain and person who's named, the, who's, the team is named after, can't trade himself off it. Um, so, you know, Kirk, you know, kind of hoodwinked Jeff. He fell for it. And then Dave Portnoy just pulled out his big dick and just went, right, I'm going to destroy you. So I enjoyed that. But, um yeah, I'm not it's into the dozen much. that it's much. It's just too much every fucking day, about a dozen. Mm. Just, yeah. Because I don't watch it. I don't watch it. Like, yeah. I've, I've watched one episode when he's doing the fight with Clement, and it was, it was like, this is so fucking dumb. Mm. Uh, I guess Kirk's got to, you know, it's one of the things he involves himself with Bastos. He's got to do something. Um, now, we've got a stack of listener questions. Anything you want to talk about with the show before we get to them? No, I think Coleman needs to fucking step up his game and get away from the fucking Barstool personality tweets and start giving some more content. And maybe Kirk to take back his show a little bit and not give the producers so much control for content. Because like, it's pretty much the Kirk just sits there. He's on his phone the whole I mean, He's reading fucking DMs from everybody while the show's going on because he, he's bored. Mm. His producers bring fucking nothing to the table. So maybe Kirk needs to, you know, do something. Yeah, I mean, if I was producing KMS, I would make it really clear from the beginning, I I am not just going to be throwing stories at you for three hours and you decide what you talk about and don't talk about. Like I would be, I would want much more of a collaborative approach with Kirk to what what is going to be talked about on the show. However, that's done, just you know, bouncing ideas back and forth, you know, the night before, whatever. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in that position where I feel like I'm just you know, some schmuck who just has to just come in with 15 stories and, ooh, maybe going to Kirk, Kirk is going to like some of them. I like, talk about some of them for second. It's like these guys are throwing shit. What they're doing is throwing shit at the wall. So yeah, like, what sticks? Have some fucking kahunas. Like every, Kirk has worn down these people now where they've got so much, uh, so little self-respect that they, they can't actually see clearly. Like, you know, a producer's job, as I said, is not to just list 100 stories and Kirk can talk about what he wants. You might suggest a few things you might go hey um and just throw a few topics to kirk the night before and say what do you want sound of um but yeah you have some balls that's what i'm saying like get kirk to yeah and if and if you're right if kirk starts to push back and tell coleman what he wants we'll get past you know alex bennett's latest dumb thing she said yeah well i'm hoping you know hopefully next week you know i, I don't see it anything changing Kirk's, fu- Kirk's probably having fun, whatever, he don't care. He's going through the motions and to producers. Coleman's going to be, Coleman's just going to go Boston. That, 
that's his wheelhouse. That's his mm. that's his safety net. Yeah. All right, let's get into the listener questions unless there's anything else you want to no, I'm good. That's that, you know, no, that's it. You know, the show's been still a little bit. I'm hoping they'll, you know, Kirk needs guys like me to give him the truth. You know, these guys like, uh, you know, every other minute fan just blows him whatever he mm. does. You know, sometimes you need some someone from the other side to like, you know, shake him. Like, Absolutely. Not gonna get any better if he was listening to guys and, saying whatever. You can't be path forward. Like whatever you do, you're fucking great, Kirk. Mm. I, I love it. It's like you know, sometimes you suck at your job. Sometimes I suck at my job. And I need to yeah. be told. Yeah, and I don't think. Uh, the, necessarily sucks at his job ever but i do think as 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 the way kirk is he he has to be able to accept this kind of feedback because he's willing to give feedback to everybody else on their performance and in every you know whether it's barstool the network um does kirk give himself for a grade you know it's the kirk minahan show maybe he needs to take over grab the reins a little bit and take back his show yeah, I'm really happy with the show though. I think it's tracking really well. I know, well. I know you are. No, but I'm serious. Like, I think Coleman's trying. I mean, from someone who runs the network, he's trying to keep the network involved with the show. You must admit that. Whether not everything lands, but he is trying. No, it's fine. He's trying. I'm sure he works hard. I'm saying his the his content sucks with the, the, mm. the, the shit he brings to Kirk. It, it yeah. sucks. It misses every time. Not every time, but you're right. It misses a lot of the time. Justin has much better instincts for that, but I still believe attitude can trump sort of talent. Like, I think Coleman will get there, but I think you're right. You know, it's time just to fucking hammer down on what the show's about, and Coleman's got to fucking get with it. Well, let's um, see. You know, it's a big, we got a couple, we have a, a good month till Portland's, a lot of seats available. So, and, and you know, I even heard it during the show that, um, you know, Coleman said a story and Kirk was like, rah, 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 rah. and then, you know, Justin brought up something, you know, much more interesting, much more the sort of thing Kirk's like. And he was like, oh, yeah, wanted to talk about it. So, you know, I guess at least Coleman's got Justin there now to help with that. Um, but you're, you're genuinely worried that like, Portland could have, I don't even know how many people they hold, but it could have like three or 400 people there. Uh, it could. Yeah, right. All right. Let's get into the listener questions. Um, okay, first one, Killer Kowalski. When do you think BA will come out of the closet? BA needs to, uh, I mean, I'm glad BA's on the network doing Mike and the Minute fans, but he needs to, you know, do not jump on every fucking stream available. He's on Meeting the Minds, he's doing every fucking show. You know, the guy's, guy's in his 30s, needs to get out, meet, meet a female that he's not paying for. You know, he sent me a, sent me a weird text message. I think you were on that. Mm. He's got some fertility problems or something. So maybe, you know, he needs to step up in that game. I think it's more the term is erectile dysfunction is, is the, right? the proper the proper term. Um, so, no, yeah, absolutely. We were hooked in that. So now we've got each other's phone numbers. So, we, yeah, look, I, I think BA, do, BA is doing a great job. He's um, cleaned his act up a little bit. He's, he's an exceptional host of Mike and the Minna fans. But, yeah, you're right. That text message was concerning, I would say. Lay off the juice. Um, all right now, Jackson from Australia. Just when folks thought the Mama K episode was unlistenable, that's not really a question. But um, have you had your issues with Jackson? He just caught. I see this guy that's fucking tweeting to the fucking universe, and nobody responds to this poor bastard. Mm. I feel bad for this guy. Lives in Australia. He's obviously single. Beautiful country, beautiful uh, ladies, and this guy is ugly as sin. 
And I, yeah. I, so I feel bad for the guy sometimes, but so I throw him a comment here and there just to engage with him. Yeah, I think he People really like, loves. I think he loves everything about America. I mean, he's, he's plays baseball here. He's um, yeah, yeah right. I think he's a bit of a right wing nut. Um, I keep him but yeah, I like Jackson. He's part of the Australian fan club, so I've got to support him. Okay, now we've got Cullinane's roommate. Is your blatant homophobia a result of childhood sexual trauma? So did you know? Did well, you, you might not want to talk about it. I don't know if this is triggering. Um, a little bit. Um, or your repressed cock lust. This is from Carlinade's room roommate. I'm actually a cocksmith, but uh, I'm not a homophobe. You know, I grew up playing hockey. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, calling someone gay is not being a, a homophobe. It's kind of like it's just like, you know, Great. a loser. Yeah. So go have, you ever ki- have you ever kissed a man? I've, I've kissed BA cheek to cheek. That was an Italian man kiss, but uh, mm. not on the Has another guy ever jerked you off? Uh, besides Jay, no. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay, uh, this is Jackson from Australia again. Why does Sneakers keep up the tough guy act when we all know he's a big softy? Well, I mean, I'm, 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 a, I'm a, I like to say a tough softy. You know, if you're gonna call me out, you know, I, I'm, I'm a counterpuncher. You mm. attack me, I'm gonna get in your face. And if you want to do something about it, you can. If I'll give you one chance. If you don't want to do anything, then you know. We can uh, have a beer together. Good. I like it. These guys um, think I'm just going to show up and go, like, fucking beating my chest and, like, slamming chairs over people's heads and, like, fucking, uh, you know, like some kind of fucking lunatic. Yeah, you're still civilized. Yeah. yeah. You know, I choked out, you know, I choked VD. You know, I shook his hand, I grabbed his luggage and, you know, said, have a nice flight back, you know. Yeah. yeah it seemed like a you know, pleasant interaction in the well, end. Nice. Um, I state the obvious. Who are in Sneaks Mount Rushmore of best or worst Minna fans? So you can just throw a few names at me. You know, start with best. Uh, best Minna fans, like, probably, it's probably Menna's, you know. You've been oh, with the show since yeah. the start. You've done so much, all the hate you get. And, you know, I've, I've always, I was always a fan of yours, even when you hated me. Nice to hear. Um, that's very flattering. Thank you, Snakes. Worst Minna fans? Worst Minna fans, uh, you go, Mama K, she doesn't shut the fuck up. Uh, Mama K, she don't shut the fuck up. That's about it. <laughs> okay, good. Now, this is from Gina Goldie. Oh, no. To you. Did you get turned on when I accidentally touched your leg in Madawaska too? I did not get turned on. Gina Gina thinks she has this, like, fucking uh, sexual prowess over me. Ever since the Discord days. Mm. Very nice person. I was not turned on. Sorry. Well, Sorry what did you... What does Gina look like? She's a, she's, she's a nice lady. She's, she's a little older than me, but she's a fine lady. I know she's had some health concerns, but I wonder if she's on the market or looking to date. Um, Very nice. You know, she's a, she gets the joke, so I like Gina. Is she tall or short? I, she, I want to, what I remember from Madawaska, I would say 5'5", five, 5'4", five, five, maybe. Okay, so about my height. Yeah. Great. Well, Gina and I've got a love-hate relationship. There's a lot of chemistry there, a lot of tension. Yeah, um, just throw it back to her. She she can take it. Yeah, she can. She can. The kind of gal you can call a cunt, you know. Yeah, and I kind of made the mistake of saying I hope she dies from cancer, yeah, not right. knowing she actually had cancer. So we all make mistakes. Um, Danny and Bill Ricker, how do you compete with Bio Dude in video games when you're playing Madden on PS3 and he's crushing test? Tetris blocks on his Neo Geo. 
That's a stupid, just a stupid question from Danny. Um, okay, Toronto Minifan. By the looks and sounds of snakes, one of his uncles laid nut in his mum to produce them. Does he know which uncle or no? No, I don't. I, no, no. I mean, these guys are so fucking jealous. These guys are uh, such pussies, too. It, is this Brian? Do we think this is Brian? I, I don't know who it is. It's definitely probably like, like, like probably three or four accounts. It's the same guy who just fucking, you know, they'll never come up to me. They'll never say anything to me. They're just pussies. Mm. Minifan therapist, I think, is Brian, and he's left like a hundred questions for you, but I'm just going to ignore them all. We'll have to do a separate show just to tackle them. And they're, they're not genuine questions. A portly Clyde. Does sneakers know if David's David from Hull's salad has been touched yet and also what was the quality of the mozzarella i mean there is no chance that salad has been touched david has never touched a salad in his life absolutely and not he's a cheap fuck that was cheap mo- that was store brand mozzarella that he bought for his fucking yeah. guest to I mean, that guy is unbelievable yeah salads are safe in the david household that's for sure um, box eating dad, how much do you load up on the calf press and does he have any recommendations to keep his ice bath from freezing over? Just, just fucking load it up, box eating dad. He has bird legs. He needs to fucking stop texting me about the gym and just get, get his fucking ass in there. Uh, box eating dad again, what is Mr. Stay, Snake? Is- stay out of the ice bath. The ice bath uh, decreases your muscle growth. Really? It's, it's yeah. the, all the rage in Australia at the it's moment. It's the rage, but if you... It's not good right after a workout. It, uh, it, it stunts your muscle growth. Mm, that'd be fucked for me. Jumping a sauna. Tiny. Um, what is Mr. Sneakers? Mr. Sneakers. This is still boxing, Dad. Favorite holiday. Does he have any plans for it? Where, where do you go on holiday? What's the sneakers on tour? Uh, you know, like, like the major holidays, like Thanksgiving, Christmas. I always stay with family. But like the 4th of July, I like to hit the fucking uh, the beaches down in Cape Cod or up in Maine. Stuff like that. Nice. Well, if you this isn't Cape Cod where Mickey's, you could go and visit him. Yeah, I actually go to the town that he bought that. So maybe I'll, I mean, I've never been to a gay bar before, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll <laughs> be great to just get him to make you drinks all night and make, make fun of him. Um, bio dude, Menas, where would you consider yourself on the hierarchy of the Kirk Minahan network? Are you even worth talking to? Bio dude was so upset last week that I hung up on him on Mike and the Minna fans. And I'll be honest, I do find him annoying on Twitter, but I also just didn't want to talk to him and I wanted to kind of piss him off. So he fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. And I I would say, you know, am I worth talking to? I mean, who knows what you would have asked me on that stupid call. Um, So, yeah, who knows? But get over it. I mean, it's fucking Mike and the Minute fans. He didn't even call back. But I'm a CEO as well. here we go. Um, Bio dude again. With me being on the other side of the world and completely out of touch with people taller than five foot five, is it is it perhaps time for a change at the network? I'm currently CEO. It's not a job for life, I don't think. But no, I don't think anyone else wants to do it. Except Where's for maybe John. No, John from Scranton has threatened to take over. He says he's working behind the scenes, but that'll be a disaster. Be an absolute John, disaster. John would never. John. John can't commit to anything. He's fucking flaky as fuck. Agree. Um, okay, Ted Sarandis. Does snakes? Be, do you believe you get enough credit in resurrecting the network? 
yeah, I, I get, I get, I get enough credit. You know, we got to got started, but I needed people like Menes and BA and these guys who continued, you know, to do a show weekly to keep it going. Yeah, that's why you're an honorary board member. Um, you know, it's just a figurehead position to pay like, tribute. Like Spielberg when he did like uh, episode one of Band of Brothers. You know, you know, did the first episode and he let the guys take off on it. You know, exactly, exactly. Steven Sneakers Spielberg. Um, how is how real is the snake plague in Australia? Are there many in suburban and urban areas like Sydney? Well, Ted, there are snakes everywhere, and you just have to watch all the snake catching videos on Facebook. But I don't see snakes where I am. You might get a few pythons around in the bushland near here. Have you ever seen a real snake? Snakes in the wild? No, I mean I've seen snakes, but nothing like Australia. I mean, besides yeah. dropping scrans, the biggest snake I've ever seen, but. <laughs> I mean, when I was going for a bush walk not that long ago, I saw an eastern brown snake, and it was about uh, maybe five meters away from me. Um, but I sort of, if you don't move, um, they don't, they just leave you alone. But that's like the uh, where is it? Like the third or fourth most deadly snake in the world. Like it's it's pretty fucking vicious. Um, next thing, um, Janderson. How long do you intend to wait before you break Justin again? I'm I, well. When you call this, I, I can't break Justin's balls too much. You know, his dad, him and his dad went to the cops last time, so I can't do it. I can't do did it. Did they really go to the cops last time? Well, when I did that beeping thing, his dad called me, and I thought it was Justin, so I was like, "I'm like, hey, we all sat down." He's like, "This is uh, Justin's dad. I'm going to the. Uh, I'm, I'm sending a uh, complaint to your house." I'm like, I'm like, whatever. So he sent me like Jeez, a soft. He's How soft. soft is that? The thing is, Justin lied to Justin's like, ah, oh, sneakers is calling my family members. He's calling my house. I'm like, I called his cell phone that he gave me his number like probably six months before that. And I called him in the morning. That's the only person I ever called besides driving by the studio. But mm. he's a pussy too. Yeah. So you, so you, you're not going to break him again? No, I'm not going to break him. No. Okay. So, Justin, you're safe. You can sleep easy tonight, young man. Sleep easy. Yeah. Sleep easy dreaming about Star Wars. Uh, Patrick Ford, sneakers, are you a nap guy? If so, what's the best time of day to nap? If no, would you want to be a nap guy? It's, it's tough to nap with little kids. I mean, I, if I'm a, you know, I, I, I do love the nap. The best time to nap is around like 11, 12 in the afternoon because I, you know, I'm an early riser, 4 a.m., mm. 5 a.m. So 11, 12 is the sweet spot. Get a nice two hour nap in and get the rest of the night to go. I like it. I, I do like a good nap. Um, I'll stay up late watching cricket a lot from all around the world and then get a little power nap during the day. All right, this is Michigan Man. Who is the worst Minifan on Twitter, in studio, at live shows, and why is it Montante? Uh, I, <laughs> who's that movie guy that's coming on the network? Uh, the Cinema fucking, Lords, Nick. Okay, where's the uh, Capri Cargo fans? That guy yeah. kind of sucks at studio. I, I'm a big fan of that guy. Mm. I think it'd be nice if they started to get a few more different voices in there now. I think, you know, the... You know, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing Mama K go in there. I wouldn't mind. I would like to see different Mina fans go in there. Now, was Cullinan getting greased on the side? Because there used to be a lot of random Mina fans coming in that we never heard of. You know, the guy with the golf, the golf store. You know, 
was Conan getting freebies to get these guys? Absolutely. It's like the goal, you know, oh, hey, man, like, and it wouldn't be, oh, I'll pay you. It would be, you know, get me on, come in, I'll give you a new driver, um, you know, whatever the, you know, I'll help, you know, help you with your insurance. You know, there was someone who worked in insurance there. There was a dentist. I'll fix your kids' um, teeth for a discount. You know, absolutely he was. And, and And now that that's dried up, you know, Coleman's not doing that. He doesn't have a family and stuff. Um, that's why we're just getting Steve from Gloucester in. Hey, Steve and Gloucester and Pat Ford coming in. Uh, next question. This is from Roscoe. Okay, what's your favorite show on the network? Uh, I like the uh, Kirk Kirk Mount Rushmore thing. I like uh, Mount Kirkmore. Mount Kirkmore, like Poppy's Kitchen. That was a great show. Very good. And the Mike and the Minute fans when BA's uh, not hosting. Tiny CEO, how do you think that's going? I actually, uh, it's going great too. Thank I like you. all the shows on network. I mean, if I if I have time, I'll I'll throw them on while I'm at work, and I'll listen. Mm. To Good. Um, okay, best individual talent on the network. The best present talent, com- I, present company excluded. You've already been too nice to me. Who? Gotta be BA. Okay, I'm willing to ex- accept that. Um, best third chair on the main show. Who's your favorite apart from Blind Mike? Is 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 Mike considered the third chair? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe fourth I like chair. I think Mike's the best one there because he doesn't really kiss Kirk's ass. Like he's like Mike. Mike just agrees with Kirk all the time. At least Mike will give it back if he's annoyed. So mm. I think Mike's the, probably the best third chair. Yeah, Kravis sucks. Don't 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 bring Kravis back in. It is so fucking boring when Kravis comes mm. in. There. I want to get him on the network, so I will refrain from commenting till afterwards. Um. What's your favorite? This is still from Roscoe. Favorite moment from the main show since the producer search ended? God, that's a good, good one. Uh, the favorite show, uh, favorite thing. I mean, uh, I don't know. It's been, fucking, it's been the same show every week. Mm. I mean, there's a lot Nothing's of really stuck out. Nothing's really stood out like, oh my God. What, like every show just blends in now. Before, you couldn't, I've, I've said this a thousand times, you couldn't miss a show before. Now it's just like, it's a cookie cutter show. You know? it, 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 I go a month without listening, and I won't miss anything. Wow. Yeah, I didn't have a favorite. I mean, there's been so many great moments that they took over. Um, hard to pinpoint it. I thought the, but the whole sort of Cyber Monday thing was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that fight with Blind Mike was good with Nick. Yeah, that's true. That was probably one of the the best moments. Um, yeah, favorite moment. Yeah, okay. Um, do you? I'm just got a question for you. And that's all that listen to questions. Just. You know, I was just sort of throwing this around. I don't – I like four shows a week, but I actually kind of think three shows a week worked a bit better because you say I could do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It gave a bit more time for the shows to breathe, um, built a bit more up anticipation. Um, you know, you had – and then you had, you know, Mike there two shows a week and then there'd be just one show with someone else. Like, where are you on the four shows, be three shows? It should be three shows unless they have really something to talk about. Mm. You know, there's something to react to or there's something to do, like, have the fourth show. But, like, they don't have anything. Mm. Yeah, like, if, yeah, if Kirk said they were going back to three shows, like, I wouldn't be terribly disappointed um, because I think three good shows a week still a shit ton of content. Right, and the fourth show is nice having something on to listen to, but it's the same fucking thing. We're gonna talk, like, but something happened in trivia this week, or you know, mm. uh, Rico Bosco. We friends with Rico Bosco. Do I hate him? Do I don't want to talk to him? He's on call on the show. It's like, all right, 
Mm. Have something to react to that's like decent. Yeah, have the fourth show, but the three shows are. This game walked down. Yeah, I don't. You know, if you yeah, if you could cut back to three shows, it wouldn't be too upset. And I also think I imagine for people that you know, working full time, you know, families might actually be hard keeping up with four shows a week. Um, so that's why I'm glad you know, Confused Duck is putting out KMS catch up on the network every week. So if you miss a week, you know, they say you're super busy at work. I mean. If you were super busy this week, you can't go back and listen to, you know, 15 hours of podcasting. You just might not have time. No, I mean, that's why the interview should have been cut out and separate. Anyway, that's all the questions. I mean, we'll wrap it up um, with our pop culture segment brought to you by um, Red's Nipple Augmentation Surgery, biggest breast in the Minifan community. Um, Huge knockers on Red. Um, You know, when when you're sitting back, what what do you watch on TV? Snakes just to relax. Uh, right now, I'm we are watching uh Fargo season five. Yep, I'm on like episode, th- I think I'm on episode four or five. And uh, True Detective, we're watching that right now with the Jodie Foster. Se- yeah, season. it's not that great. It's, it's, I, I, jo- Jodie Foster's lost her touch, she, she sucks at acting. Mm, right, okay. Are you dating anyone at the moment? Like, oh, I've been off the market for a while, yes. Wow. Oh, congratulations. Snaffled up very quickly. Um, okay, good. Uh, what have I been watching? Uh, I've been watching the new, don't make fun of this, but the new Strange New World Star Trek show on Paramount+. Plus. I'm watching the latest season on that. And the thing I'm most excited about, I love Band of Brothers. I love the Pacific. Today, the new World War II show starts Masters of the Air. So I am glued. I cannot wait for it's on Apple TV Plus, and it's um, by Tom Hanks and Spielberg. Don't have that one? I don't have I have every channel. I, I'm fortunate to have every single streaming channel besides Apple TV. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's actually Apple TV Plus has some really good stuff on there, uh, really good stuff, and it's not that expensive. Do you have an Apple phone? I do have an Apple phone, yes. Yeah, you can get you can you probably get it for really cheap. They'll give you like, uh, first, if, uh, if, a first couple of months for free. I'll, I'll have to look into it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot to promote on. the Fonz, the Fonz cartel gaming. The, guy, the, the guys will give me shit if I don't bring it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, what do you need to promote? Well, we're doing the Fonz, uh, that's our little fucking uh, video game thing with the golf tournament we're doing. So, you know, we're taking members on for that. Oh, the 420 guys. It's all the guys from the KMS universe. Oh, great. So where can, where do they, how do they pl- take part? They can message me or uh, message me. In, in, okay. In, I'll give you the information, but the Fonz, the Fonz is uh, taking over the uh, video games. Good, good. All right, thanks. Well, thanks for joining me on Minifandom. Great to catch up. Um, need to get your hot takes on the – keep everyone on their toes. Keep, keep everybody you know, honest. you got to keep everybody exactly. honest sometimes. You, I say stuff people don't want to hear, but in any of you fucking pussies want to meet me face-to-face, I'm always available. Easy to find, you cunts. Not that hard to find. Yeah, perfect way to end. Thanks, everyone.